0: Alright, sorry about that. There should be audio now. That was my fault. I forgot to set that up beforehand, because I made a whole new scene for us. So, hope you can hear us. It looks like you can hear us. Anyways, without further ado, here is my good friend Ross Rixon. Please tell me, how have you been recently? Are, are you fucking with me? Yeah, totally. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> pain yeah
1: anyway so yeah no i've been good man i've been good thanks um yeah i took a week out um just from the grind and all that you know because like it's just I, I don't know about you but i find content creation can be such a, like a mental drain like sometimes i just like when i'm I almost found myself like in a state where I was literally making content for content's sake, and I was um, talking to people just for the sake of talking to keeping a presence up. I wasn't doing it because yeah. I cared, because I did, uh, I wasn't doing it because I cared, and that's not what I want to be about, right? So I decided, you know what, yeah. I was only going to be able to do one stream this week anyway because I had a lot of personal circumstances, and I was like, okay. you know what, let me just. Take five. Let me just take five from the whole thing and let me just come back refreshed so I can actually smash it when I actually do it, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah, I feel that. Okay. So, um, I wanted to ask you how your job interview went, if you don't mind me asking.
1: Not on stream, bro. <laughs> don't do this to okay. me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it went, um, went really well, actually. I actually, um, I actually got a job. Like I got, um, I got one in the week um, because I had an an interview um, that was thrown at me on the day of, and I went in, and I went into the job, Mm -hmm. and it was literally Amazon delivery, just like (laughs) delivering parcels, right? It was like right, okay, let me be a slave for Bezos for money. So I, uh, yeah, it it literally was man. Um, It's it was like. 120 deliveries a day, it worked out, like, the amount of hours I'd work was... Oh, damn. Yeah, it was, like, five minutes a delivery. <laughs> this was, How was is that even it. possible? Um, You'd find a way, right? So, I still Guess. have that lined up because, I mean, I'll... Because this job interview I did on Friday went amazingly well, and I... I'm hopeful of hearing back this week. Early this week, they said they'd ring uh, the successful candidate. So, but I had to keep this okay. other job just in like escrow, as it were, just in case. Yeah, and pl- yeah, plan plan for sense. every eventuality, right? Yeah.
0: Uh, how's it going, Squidrant? I hope you're doing well. Um, before I before we continue, I just wanted to like let you guys know that I won't be focusing on the chat too much today because uh, this is kind of like an interview podcast type thing, so we're just going to be focusing on on each other, really.
1: On me. <laughs> on each other, really.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Man. All right, so let's get into it. Um, Personal growth. That is one of the main topics I wanted to talk about today. Yeah. So let me ask you, what do you define personal growth as?
1: For me, personal growth is... Um, how can I put this... Personal growth is your own expectations of where you want to be in life, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be um well, a lot of people when they confuse per- when they think of personal growth they can they think of it as as just your your work life right they think of it as just that 's what they mean by personal growth, but personal growth, especially as i 've grown older. Has come to mean so much more to me. Like you know, uh, my emotional development over the years has been exceptional. I'm nowhere near the. Uh, I, I'm still I'm still an asshole in many regards, but not the um, not the uh, the kid that I grew up as. Right, I'm very mature. Yeah. I'm calm. I deal with a lot better than I used to. Say when I was like 25. Now I'm 29, uh-huh. and I can I've, I've seen a lot of situations and a different. And a a wide variety of situations Right So now you can Once you've got that experience You know how to Adapt to situations on the fly a lot easier Whereas when you're younger And you get new experiences They tend to make you just lash out Right Or at least I did Where I would just like My brain would go like I don't know what to do Get mad (laughs) <laughs>
2: you
0: know no but, yeah i completely understand that yeah
1: so to me personal growth is uh twofold you know i mean you've got obviously work life and um, that also encompasses in it your educational growth like how smart you are what you've learned yeah um so uh, there's that but there's also the emotional side of growth which is just you know exact, exactly how i described how are you emotionally stable how are you emotionally Able to, um, <laughs> Ross has a Shrek's beard. <laughs> Sorry, that threw me. Uh, how you were emotionally able to deal with the various situations of life that come at you, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. Well, I would, uh, I would agree with that, honestly. I feel that that is pretty damn accurate. Mm. So, what, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? What methods have you used to, like, strengthen or rather develop your personal growth that you feel might be able to help others
1: hallucinogenics
0: (laughs) (laughs) we here on the high noble channel do not in fact condone the use of hallucinogenics for personal growth small disclaimer now please ross continue
1: (laughs) so I i don't recommend kids do drugs but I did my uh, my first experience with acid when I was about 19. And that gave me... Um, that opened my mind up to a lot of things, you know. Um, the whole theory that we are, like, energy experiencing itself in a conscious manner all at one. And we're matter condensed into a slow vibration. Things like that. That opened my eyes up to that school of thinking a lot. Obviously, there's... Uh, there's more to it. Like now, obviously, I'm I'm a sober person now, because um, yeah. I think what i sober for now, uh, 13 months sober, and I would say one of my best co-
0: congratulations.
1: Thank you, man. Thank you. One of my biggest um, help. One of my biggest helps to personal growth has been sobriety. Right, I would I would uh, recommend it to anybody who finds that they haven't got a handle on themselves mentally. If they're not sure how they are. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say sobriety has helped me maintain that calm mindset and helped me grow exponentially as a human. Like far faster than I have in temple years of drinking and doing drugs. Like in the last year alone, I've set up my own content creation um, lifestyle, essentially, if you want to call it that. And, you know, I do I have YouTube, which is like mm-hmm you know semi semi getting there <laughs> i've got all these um i've got you know um, my twitch channel everything stuff that i never thought i would ever do because i lacked the self-confidence and all these things when i was a kid yeah um or when i was when i was drinking and doing drugs you know i mean obviously um like i've spoken about at length about it before like i was a huge cocaine user for a long time and that definitely messed with mm-hmm. my with my mental state quite a lot you know um suffered from yeah. panic attacks etc etc and with the absence of that it just really strengthened my ability as a human to look back take um take stock of my life and go right this is what you need to do now this is how you, how you need to move this is you know before all of that i was kind of like I would not even say coasting through life. I was stumbling through life. <laughs> Just um, walking into one lamppost after another. Right. And after that, mm-hmm. things really um, have really taken off. So for me, yeah, personal growth is directly attributed to sobriety because it's a mindset that you put yourself in, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And no, I completely understand that. Um, I myself have smoked weed for years now no just recently <laughs> just recently i've i've quit um oh really it is yeah um you have i to think change the your two name. weeks i i have not smoked i mean eventually <laughs> i have to change but your i name don't now. have to go get this fucking redone so no dry and
1: dry and noble
0: thanks i hate it <laughs> <laughs> sorry so yeah like i i would agree with you tremendously that even though it hasn't been half as long, anywhere near as long, the fact that I've stopped smoking already has helped me clear up my mind so much. Like, I don't feel like I'm I'm all, always walking through a fog. I don't feel mm. like my thoughts are clouded. I feel a lot more confident in myself, too, because it's not like I'm always questioning myself about things because I'm always just so fucking high all the time.
1: And so, yeah, I totally agree with that so high all the time is like one of my favorite 50 cent songs <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but no that's, that's really good big up to you man that's a big that's a big step to take in your life right because especially yeah um, yeah
0: it wasn't easy
1: especially for you that's um because i mean that's your whole persona essentially right so to cut off a huge part of your persona takes a lot of uh, a lot of stones and it, it's yeah. you'll really notice the difference man do you um have you had the lack of sleep yet
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> up all night. Like I was up until 4 a.m. watching the Bill Nye versus Ken Ham debate just because I couldn't sleep. Wow. wow. So yeah, like I'm already getting there. I, I see. I've quit before, mm-hmm. and I've gone gone through like the whole uh, marijuana withdrawal, mm-hmm. and it was not fun. And that was actually kind of what was stopping me from quitting beforehand. Yeah. Because like I had this fear in my mind that um that I was gonna have to go through that again, and it was not a fun experience. So I just. Would rather continue mm. to smoke, but I realize like long term, it's gonna damage me more than if I if I were to just deal with this one week of feeling like crap <sighs> and then mo- like from there on, I'll feel a lot better.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, no. I mean, and I bet I bet you do, right? You feel fantastic right now after uh, putting the blood. Honestly,
0: down. yeah, I, f- <laughs> I feel so much better. Like I, f- I. I, I f- my energy levels are are insane now it's crazy yeah my my thoughts are coming to me a lot more quickly much more clearly and it just feels better you know
1: yeah you're responding a lot faster on discord <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: yeah man no it's 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 great right it really is i mean mm. um Okay, it's the thing with weed is like, and I I will never regret a day I smoked weed because some of the best times of my life were on weed. But weed does so much damage to you mentally that I still think we don't understand fully. Like, um, I definitely believe smoking weed as much as I did contributed to my anxiety, my depression, and um, just my general um, almost. I, I'm trying to think of a better word for it, but I can't right now. But coward like mindset. Where I was just afraid of confrontation because weed just makes you so passive and like nervy and you yeah. guess yourself, and it's like I since I stopped doing all like that especially, um, I'm not afraid to be myself as much, right? And again,
0: yeah, I understand that.
1: I'd never shit on it like it, it's weed, right? It's fucking it's a miracle drug. I don't care what anyone fucking says, but for me, it di- it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work the way no, it's supposed yeah, to. No, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. I feel
0: like I agree with that, but, like, everything in moderation. Like, my problem was that I was smoking every single day, mm. and <laughs> that would cause me to... Like, I, I actually noticed the other day that, like, I got really angry over something that had happened in my life, and my first thought was to go smoke so that I wouldn't be angry anymore. Oh. And I realized how messed up that was, because it's like, well, I need a better coping mechanism than doing drugs every time I get upset by something, you know?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Absolutely. And...
0: I started smoking at a very young age, like, far younger than I should have, and I realized that that kind of stunted my development emotionally, because why would I need to develop emotionally if I could just smoke, you know?
1: I can be a kid forever. (laughs) I mean, kind of, yeah, Yeah. but
0: it was more like...
1: Like a high Peter Pan. um,
0: (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much, like... I mean, I grew, but I didn't change, Mm.
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, I and it wasn't you.
0: until like maybe the past year or so that I've like really been focusing on growth as a person, as a human, and what I can do to be better and mm. help others. You know,
1: absolutely, man. Yeah, no. Um, it's n- this is something I've literally just. I know, yeah. Um, this is something I've literally just seen. Um, now, right, or just thought of now, I should say, and that is, yeah, it definitely stunted my growth emotionally because I was in the same mindset for like three or four years. Um, mm-hmm. At least it really, really slows your development um, As a human Exactly. Because you just find the same things funny every day Day in, day out You know, stuff like that And you never, like, you never get out of that Because weed just dampens you, in a way Exactly,
0: it really does
1: <laughs> You're not good. And then I
0: found so, that, like, when I have quit yeah. If I do decide to smoke again Maybe, like, say, once a month Mm -mm. I get so much more out of it than I ever did when I was smoking every day. Like, it's a completely different feeling. And I feel that it almost expands my mind to the sense that I I think about things objectively, like in my life or whatever situation may be on my mind at the time. And I'm able to come to conclusions or have these thoughts that I wouldn't have had with my personal biases and things like that. Mm. But even then, it's like, I feel that I need to be able to do that without the use of any substance, you know?
1: yeah definitely man I think um, I think I'm still trying to get to that point myself right because I think I do Mm -hmm. I do still I'm still guilty of suppressing a lot of uh, negative thought and emotions instead of uh, confronting them so I do need to start like with uh, sober um, alternatives to deep thought which obviously is meditation and things like that but it's, um, it's people always say I don't have the time and I don't have the time is a bullshit excuse you don't have the time doesn't like you have the time you are literally living right now you have the time
0: exactly
1: it's about making
0: the time for these yeah
1: exactly yeah and that's what it is i'm not willing to make the time i'm not willing to make that jump yet mentally and i I need to and i know i do so it is something i need to look at and get on with but it's um i i don't know what's stopping me i suppose it's my own fear of um what i might find maybe
0: I, I i completely understand what you mean there. yeah it's hard to sometimes face yourself in the mirror like that
1: yeah man i mean the last time i looked so, in the mirror i had a line of coke on it so <laughs>
0: yeah. so you mentioned something that um could be a great segue into another topic yeah. uh dealing with these negative thoughts and feelings. so Mm -hmm. I recently was looking into OCD and intrusive thoughts so there's a huge misconception that OCD is simply like being obsessive about certain things like I have to touch this 15 times or, or I need to do something yeah so that's not exactly the case at all OCD also includes intrusive thoughts intrusive thoughts are negative thoughts that you might not want to have okay no not that you might not want that you do not want to have that make you feel ashamed of yourself and embarrassed for having said thoughts. Um, A great example of this is harm OCD. So you might have thoughts of harming yourself. You might have thoughts of harming others. But the reason that you have these thoughts is because you fear that you might harm yourself or you might harm others and you don't want to. But But the problem is that people tend to be ashamed of these thoughts and so they don't talk about these topics with others. And so they're basically suffering in silence with these things and that was not a topic that i was i was versed with at all Mm -hmm. and it is something that i have dealt with in my life i have found myself having thoughts that that go against the very fucking moral fiber of my being Mm -hmm. and it made me question myself and be ashamed of myself like how dare i have these thoughts that's so wrong but it's a huge issue that a lot of people deal with it's not like you know, only people who have extreme OCD deal with these things. It is like 80% of people in the world deal with intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest problem is that we do not talk about them. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to know what, what your thoughts are on this.
1: Well, um, you gave me a lot to digest there, so I'll try and I'll try and pick it apart one by one if, mm-hmm. I, if I can. Uh, my recall isn't the best at the moment. I'm not crisp. So. <laughs> no <worries. laughs> Yeah. So um, first of all, in the regards to OCD, you're absolutely right. O- um, OCD does manifest itself in a million different ways. And um, one of my one of the ways my OCD manifests itself is I'm obsessed with um, like if I see say an ingrown hair or um, like a crack on my foot, I have mm-hmm. to I have to get it. out, It has to stop. It has to go that's it, done, no, like, there's no, it has to go, I have literally, this is why, um, also just to loop something else in, um, the concept of self-harm does not necessarily mean you're doing it intentionally, because I have an anxiety disorder that causes me to harm myself unintentionally, even though I know I'm doing it, like, it's very, I'm very absent-mindedly harming myself, like, my feet, yeah, if I have a slight, like, um, how can I put it just like a slight um, because I walk a lot so I get a lot of calluses and things on my feet right so when I when I notice something on my foot that I perceive as shouldn't be in there I will cut and hack away at my foot for hours right and just like to the point where I have like just almost like it's just entire like chunks of flesh just taken out my foot And that is just OCD and anxiety all rolled up into one neat little package. And that's um, people don't really um, see that side of it because, like you said, people think OCD is just you know, oh my god, I need to turn the light off fifteen times, otherwise you know my brain won't function. Mm -hmm. And it's not; it manifests itself in a thousand different ways, Um, as does everything with the human brain, right? And yeah, what was, um, the second part of that was in the ideal, well, wasn't there so much idealization of suicidal thoughts, right? Um, but, I mean, this is, that's the subject I assumed you were broaching when you were mentioning, like, you know, um, those type of thoughts, right?
0: I mean, and, yeah, and, that definitely could fall under harm OCD. That's yeah. another thing, there are different forms of OCD, like relational OCD. You could be constantly questioning your, your trust or your relationships. Oh, right. Um even though people have never given you reason to question these things you know there is um what else there's like four or five different kinds of ocd related to like different things like harm um relationships i cannot i cannot remember the other two right now
1: well that's fine let's just talk about um for example relationships right now Mm -hmm. that I, that wasn't something I was aware of, um, that relational OCD was a thing, but undoubtedly it is if you just look at the statistics for um, domestic violence, right? And the amount of people that would always, um, would play on their own mind their um, relationship status, right? I, I have it myself, where I Like, I constantly feel like, um, how can I put it? I constantly feel like, things go on behind my back, shall we say, and obviously they don't, but I just, if I get it stuck in my head, I can think about it for days at at a time, and it's like, (laughs) there's no earthly reason why it's, um, how can I put it, why that should be the case, (laughs) at all, but you just just sit there and you go, I fucking know something's going on, I know it. You don't. (laughs) You don't. I know. You've never had any reason to believe it, but your brain just thinks it in passing thought one day, and then it latches onto it like a fucking like Mm -hmm. you know those spiders that hide under the desert, right? (laughs) And a cockroach comes along, and they're just like, Like, exactly like that. That's how my brain works. It just like it's constantly searching for negative thoughts to latch onto, because I honestly don't think I um, can exist without having something to be negative about, right? If I didn't have anything to be negative about, I don't think I'd be able to function because I need something to piss me off to drive me. <laughs> Which is fucking I see. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's like something just I've only realized. Yeah,
0: just a bit. because, <laughs> um, like the other night I, I found this um, this article I should say. And mm. it was saying how like we are not our thoughts, mm-hmm. but we are the ones experiencing the thoughts. And <clears throat> hold on, let me let me pull it up. Just just to make sure I don't say anything wrong. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> thoughts,
1: excuse. Go help, bro.
0: Thoughts are practiced neurological firings that happen unconsciously, right? Okay. So it's not like you decide what thoughts come to your mind. Mhm. But the more thoughts are practiced, the more they're repeated, and those are called thought patterns. Thought patterns become your core beliefs, and core beliefs are beliefs about self, others, and the world that drives behaviours. So, that being said, it seems like one of your core beliefs is that if you cannot find something to be negative about, then you cannot function. Mm. But, I would argue that that is a thought pattern that you have developed unconsciously. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, yeah. Okay. Mm. And... Let me, let me just take a second to, to reply to some of these. So, Squidrin, I I see you say that uh, you have anxiety and depression without smoking. Let's go get high. I don't think getting high will help, to be honest, if you already suffer with these things. I'm not saying that it wouldn't, but I'm not saying that it would either. I think that if you suffer from these things, you should find ways to, to cope with them or to deal with them that don't involve substance abuse. Uh. Space Warrior Jose said, "In our current social climate, how would ugly people survive? I don't know what you mean by ugly. If you mean physically, then you're just a judgmental person. Um, I don't know what else to say. Uh,
1: Ugly people would survive because they tend to be the people who, like, generally haven't got a problem with getting their face (laughs) hurt.
0: That's that's another thing. Um, whatever you consider ugly, like for me, I consider ugly to be something that is inside." I consider ugly to be treating people intentionally wrong or intentionally harming others. I wouldn't consider anyone physically ugly because that would just me being that would just be me being judgmental towards others and I don't think that's okay.
1: There's no such thing really as physically ugly. Like the idea of beauty and the perception of beauty is just i realistically it's a man made thing, right? You can find something attractive or not, but there's no such thing as ugly. Nothing's ugly, right? It's just. I agree with that completely. Things are the way they are. It's like, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some people that are downright offensive to look at, but they ain't ugly. <laughs> okay. Keep it together, Brian.
0: Self love. Let's talk self love.
1: I've loved myself about four times today.
0: Not <laughs> what I meant. <laughs> so first of all, let's define self-love, please. Okay. Do, what, do you want to take the for, lead? Or? For me, I find self-love as... Or I would define self-love as... As stupid and as silly as it's going to sound, loving yourself. But what I mean by that is looking at yourself the same way that you would look at a loved one in your life i doubt that there are people that i doubt that you do not have a single loved one in your life i doubt that there has to be at least one person that you hold affection for that you respect that you are looking at and get your shit together (laughs) that you are looking at and and you would not speak to them the same way you speak to yourself you not put them down because you care about them you respect them you love them and i i'm saying that self-love is looking at yourself through that same lens. How would you define it?
1: For me, self-love is the concept of accepting yourself, who you are, what's and all, right? and Being at peace with yourself. And uh, that's something I take, uh, like, something that I struggle with a lot. Don't get me wrong, I have a lot of things I'm not happy about with myself. Um, yeah. uh, but I'm working on it. I mean, every day you're working on it, right? And in regards to that, I would say it's difficult some days to love yourself, but ultimately, if you can find, if you can find those days like and they're few and far between for me, but those days you are, cherish them, man, and just like because it's it's a beautiful thing being able to wake up and just be at peace with who you are, you know, like yeah, and something that I always like to say is I'm flawed and that's okay. Because you're never going to be perfect, man. Or, you know, whatever idea of perfect you have. But you can at least make steps Mm. to be at peace with the things that you perceive that are wrong with yourself. So, yeah, self-love to me is finding acceptance with who you are as a person and being at peace with that.
0: Okay, I, I agree. I agree with that, too. So, how, or, sorry, rather, what methods have you come up with or learned in your life that have, Helped you with your journey of self love. Ooh! Stop dicking around. (laughs) Oh, you love it. You love it.
1: So I don't. You. Oh my god, my podcast. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, um, for me, honestly, exercise, exercise, um, really goes a long, long way to help him uh, helping me accept who myself for who I am because it really helps you understand your physical limitations I mean obviously there's a mental aspect to self-love because of course there is but if you can start to uh, like know and accept what you can do physically you soon find that that mentality bleeds into how you think about everything else you learn to understand your limits as a person mentally and physically once you start testing yourself physically once you get to that point, then you can start making real progress in your own head as well. And like, for me, physical fitness, even though obviously like at this point in my life, I'm nowhere near where I should be physically fit, but Mm -hmm. I work a lot at it, and I understand a lot about it, and it tells me a lot about who I am that I understand and I do the work. And it also tells me of where I need to improve as well, because there are certain things like, I I learned, uh, for example, emotional eating, just to bring something into this. Um, I learned that emotional eating is not just strictly eating because you're sad, it can be anything like I, I've eaten because like I'll eat when I'm happy like I'll go let's make let's make this even better let's put some food in with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. or um, when I'm stressed, stress eating was a big one but it all falls into mm-hmm. the same thing but that's something you realise about yourself is that you have, these are your coping mechanisms and you learn that when you start to study a bit more about physical fitness and things like that
0: no, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Um, so, Cypher said uh, well, exercise also releases endorphins, which is, you know, great. Oh, I love But them. something I, I learned about recently is um, the fact that when people start working out, they, fu- they find themselves getting demotivated very quickly because they feel lazy or weaker than they should, or weaker than they picture themselves to be. Yeah. And I found out that that is actually your brain playing tricks on you because... Throughout your life, unless you've been working out or exercising regularly, you're not using every muscle group. Your brain will find hacks and cheats and ways to like do things with the least amount of effort possible. Yeah. yeah. For instance, if you're lifting things, you know, you're going to use your back rather than your arms. Mm-hmm. And so, your muscle act or your brain actually does not know how to fire specific muscle groups. And that is something that it has to learn as you start working out. Yeah. Absolutely. And so that will make you feel weaker than than you think, or than you actually are, simply mm-hmm. because your brain has to learn how to use these muscle groups separately from each other. Yeah, absolutely,
1: man. That's why um, after about eight weeks, people encourage, you're encouraged to switch up your routine. So because your mm-hmm. your brain is a smart little bastard, and it will do everything in its power to conserve as much energy as humanly possible. Because your brain still hasn't exactly. your brain still hasn't changed from when you were a fucking caveman. Essentially, like it's still uh, it's rude, It's still concerned about survival. So if it can save even a molecule of energy, it will. And that's just like, which is you yeah, know, I know that. You know, it's um, not ideal when you, especially when you're trying to lose weight and your brain is like, oh, I might need this fat, you know, for the inevitable COVID winter that's coming. And you're like, bro, just please, just shed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh
0: man. So that's actually something that I've, I've been looking into myself. I have not worked out in my life much. Like, I think the most I worked out ever was in my grade 11 fitness class or, like, weightlifting or weight training class. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like, I stopped going to the gym after school. And I, I think that's something I really would like to get back into. Because I've, I've heard great things about it. And, I mean, like, not heard great thing. I know that, like, exercise is good <laughs> for your body. You fucking need exercise. But what I mean is that I... I, I'm i starting to realize that it's much more than just physical, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think this is a very understated thing with um, exercise, is how good it is for you mentally. And it's not just that. I mean, uh, when you start going to the gym or whatever, when you start working out, you put yourself in different social circles with people. Because you just will. It naturally happens, right? Especially if you start enjoying it, you're like, I want to do this with people, right? and now like um, Wolfie one of my um, long term supporters and a real life Mm -hmm. friend of mine I go to the gym with him every Saturday right Um, like we lift weights or whatever and we push him because he's uh, in one of his workout routines now he's like going as heavy as he can Um, just like that's his personal best day kind of thing where he just goes as heavy as possible for um, as long as possible so I just like I try and match him with it and we just have fun with it right and like it's it's so good for the brain just to be like with someone just doing a workout getting endorphins going and just like talking about shit and just you know getting stuff off your chest right that's something we do it's like a little like power hour where we just go yeah well this has happened this week or whatever blah 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 or even like sometimes we just shoot the shit and we just like make each other laugh and even just doing that you know laughing while you're lifting weights is such a hugely beneficial thing to do because it creates such um, a positive connotation with lifting weights well exercising in general like yeah. while you do it you know and like honestly i don't know where i'd be without exercise as a human because it just it makes me feel better about myself so i think the mental aspect of the benefits of exercising have been hugely understated for a long long time
0: oh yeah i agree with that completely so i back to to the question um methods of self-love i would i would definitely Mm. consider that to fall under self-care yeah so what other ways do you care for yourself to show yourself that you do in fact love you
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. you know no i think about it probably not a lot right (laughs) not a lot because i was thinking like what do i actually do to prove that i love myself right and Mm -hmm. very little if any <laughs> it's the actual, and I can't even write like this is how little I do for myself, which makes me sound like I'm like trying to come across as some paragon of virtue <laughs> I'm just I, I do thank you God for giving everyone so much and me so little,
2: <laughs>
1: but that's not it at all that's not it at all it's just i there's very few things I do to actually take care of myself um mentally. I, one of the things I do that is rewarding for me is, is genuinely helping others when knowing that Mm-mm. what I put out into the world helps people, like, cause my whole, uh, my whole brand, if you will, is based around mental health and the discussion of it and the amount of yeah. people that come to me um, privately and just say, what you're doing is great. It's helping me and others so much, but yeah, you know, all that, that is, Is something that makes me feel good as a person helping others That is definitely one tick. I can put in my column
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I completely understand that and I would agree like I I get that same feeling of a feeling better about myself when I know that I'm helping others with their life or their issues Though one problem that I have found with that is that that means that that feeling of feeling better about myself isn't actually coming from me yeah. I'm relying on others to tell me things that make me feel better about myself.
1: Well, that's um that's where we would differ then, because I just I, I know I can take what people have said back with me and I don't need it because I know it's helping people. Like the very nature of what I do and like you may not have thought about this yourself, but the nature of what you do in your existence is such that someone out there is grateful that you are alive. And they're grateful that you are around And I think a lot of people Forget that Especially when you're in like depression or whatever I think it's very easy To forget that Somewhere, someone Gives a huge amount of A shit about you
0: <laughs> No, yeah, I, I agree with that It's funny, mm. I actually had a conversation like that Recently, I was explaining to someone that they were Irreplaceable, they had it in their Mind that that they could be replaced And To me, that is just a foolish concept for anyone to believe, Yeah. you know? We are completely unique as human beings, and we influence each other in ways that we could never imagine. And to think that you could just be replaced is, is, in my eyes, foolish. Because, sure, someone might, like, push you out of their life. Someone might have someone else in the same position that you were in. But I doubt that someone can ever truly be replaced in the mind or the heart, you know? Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, lights. Life... Like, sorry, go on.
0: Sorry, I was just gonna add that it's like it's like you're making more space for them rather than placing them in the place where this other person might have been. Mm, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I think this is because of the how can I put this? <clears throat> Excuse me, COVID. Because of the amount of people um, that are in the world, right, and the amount of people who have similar thoughts and feelings. I think it's very easy yeah. to get lost in yourself and think, feel like that you're just one of the crowd, right? You don't make a difference. But that's what you need to realise, is you, every single person is unique in their own way, and every single person has made a unique impact on someone's life somewhere. At some point, you have made an impact that only you and you alone could have made with exactly how who exactly. you are as a person. And, like, sure, you can... You can like sport is a great example you can replace a player on a pitch for example and yeah you might get them to do the same job but ultimately that human element of their brain is always going to dictate that something along the line will be different so there is is nobody who is replaceable in that sense because every single person brings something unique to the table
0: exactly Mm. Um, an analogy that I had used to explain it to them was that you, you can't just take a domino out of a chain and expect it to continue on the same way, mm. you know, or you can't replace a domino with a smaller or bigger one and think that it won't have an impact on the rest of the, the exactly the, um, the chain of dominoes. Chain,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's absolutely true, bro. That's absolutely true. And I think like it's, it, like, to reiterate the point, it is so easy. Like, I, I've i been guilty of it myself, where it's so easy mm-hmm. to think that you don't matter as a person, right? That um, what you do in life has no consequence. But if you remove yourself from people's lives, then you'll start to see, you know, the change. Like, you know, or, you know, like, how people go about their thing, their life, as it were.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I understand that. Yeah. Uh. So... so- Ross, Um, Brian. (laughs) Other than (laughs) other than exercise, Mm. how about meditation? Have you tried to employ it in your life, and if so, have you reaped any benefits, any any negatives, anything? Like, how has it affected you, if you if you've used it?
1: I actually have a book on my shelf right now that is slowly gathering dust because I took it out <laughs> and I was going to start reading it and it's one of those the thing with meditation is it is um, for me at the very least it's something that I tell myself I will do Monday <laughs> I keep meaning to bring meditation into my life because I really need to because I think it is the, the benefits from what I've seen Are wholesale to people who approach it with An open mind and an open heart And I definitely want to do it But there's a lot There's a big difference between want and doing And like I said I have um, It's literally um, a book By I can't remember his name right now um, But it's the guy who basically invented The idea of Zen meditation And introduced it, and introduced it To Western cultures So I've got that book And I need to sit down and read it. I try. Alan Watts. Sorry. <laughs> Drink your coffee. Alan Watts. Mm, is it Alan Watts? No, 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 no. He's Japanese. Okay. It's a Japanese.
2: No,
1: name. he's not. It's a Japanese name on the book of the guy. Oh,
0: oh. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, bro. It's fine. Anyway, so (laughs) Yeah, so um, I need to Like, I need to, like, pull my finger out And get on it, because I do want to Start meditation Um, Actually, the person I just interviewed for my podcast Recently, Rebecca Jones She, um, right This is the maddest thing when she came out and told me That she does meditation, because she was the last person I expected to do it, to be involved in Spirituality of any degree She's a district nurse um, She has two children, a husband in the army All that, you know and okay. she, um, like, towards the end of the podcast, she says, "Yeah, no, I do uh, meditation. Um, I'm paraphrasing, but she says so she does meditation, and it's really helped her align herself um, mentally and really um, calm herself, right? Because um, she has anxiety; she's a naturally anxious person, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Yeah. And I just found it fascinating that it could help her, and that's actually what brought my um, curiosity back into doing it. So I think I believe I've tried it once before, um, but it didn't stick. For whatever reason, it was a long, long time ago it didn't stick. So I do want to try it again, for sure. And um, when I do, you'll probably be the first person to know, because I always tell you everything, like, with my spiritual side.
0: Because
1: I'm like, Brian, I had an epiphany. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Uh, You a meditator?
0: Um, yes, I don't- I don't meditate as often as I would like, Mm. you know, it's kind of the same thing. I recently have been learning more about meditation and what exactly it means, because I had it in my mind that's like, you know, you gotta clear out your space, clear out your mind, just sit there in the lotus position and just exist. Good old lotus. That's like, that's, that's a misconception, if anything. I watched a a video on YouTube recently, and it was actually a a monk explaining how easy it is to meditate, and all you have to do is give your monkey brain, you know, that that voice that's always just chattering, going through all these different thoughts, give it a task. Mm. And the task could be as simple as breathing. So I just tell my monkey brain to focus on breathing. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. And while I do that, my subconscious is able to come out more. I'm Mm. able to experience thoughts and feelings that i was not experiencing before because they were overshadowed by the monkey brain mm-hmm. and it could be anywhere from ten seconds it could be two hours depending on what i'm doing how i'm feeling but to me that is a form of meditation that has helped me a lot yeah. and though i haven't been doing it as often as i'd like I, I am starting to get more into it especially now that i've i've stopped smoking i find that it's helping me a lot to deal with these negative emotions and feelings because like withdrawal from from marijuana isn't exactly the worst but i do find myself insomniac uh jaded Mm. just irritable in general and i don't want to feel those things so i i focus on the mood that i would want to be in and eventually i find myself in that mood
1: Mm. yeah no that sounds um yeah that sounds pretty much what meditation does for you and i really want to approach it myself um because Mm -hmm. I, i just i just need to man like i mean It's one of those things where, like, if something has prevailed since the dawn of time, or, you know, however long it has been, I'm not an expert on the subject of meditation, I'm not going to pretend I am. But if it's still around to this day and it's an ancient technique, there is something to it. There must be. Exactly. There's, like, people haven't just, like, you know, it's not died away and it's been reborn. It has always been there. Why is that? Like, that is something... Yeah, it is a constant. Yeah, exactly. So it needs, like... This is what like kind of bugs me about, especially Western culture, where it's like we're so quick. If it's not a pill or a powder, we're so quick to dismiss it, you know, like as yeah. a, as a remedy for, um, especially mental ailments, right? Because I think we can learn a shit ton from eastern um, from eastern practices. Um, oh but, yes, on like how they approach on they how uh, on how they approach it. So, yeah, for me, I mean, it's something I'm going to, like, I will actually, I'll say this to you now, world-exclusive, Ross is going to meditate on Monday, <laughs> which is tomorrow. You heard it here first. <laughs> Scoops, oh, bro. boy. Scoops. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, let me ask you, um, if you were to give someone some advice, or not someone, give the people some advice on how to deal with with uh, intrusive thoughts, or, or rather having a a low self-image, what are a couple tips and tricks that you could give the people?
1: Put the fork down. No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it sounds
0: harsh, but he's not wrong.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, the thing is, right, is there is... How can I put this? There are a million things you could do to improve yourself but only you knows exactly what you need to do you, like everyone who's looking for self improvement like oh i don't know where to start for example is why don't you just start and just go do it <laughs> just like start you know like for you it was for example like you've improved yourself recently how you just put the blunt down right and there you go you've made yeah. you've made a positive life improvement there is like There is no all encompassing magic words that can be said to get somebody to improve themselves. You know exactly what you need to do, you just need to do it. That is the word that is what I would say. Whatever you need to do to change who you are, if you're not happy, do it right. I didn't, it took me forever to understand Shia LaBeouf and the reason he did that fucking performance piece, right? And I was like, why has he done this? And then the more I think about it, right, it's actually genius right he really is yeah. yeah i was like i was looking at it like this guy's actually like he's literally screaming the word do it because he's representing the internal monologue that you have every day i didn't like it took me so long to like realize that but when i did it's like i tell myself every day do it do it like i i do Just i, I do it, yeah i repeat that to myself a lot right and it actually gets me off the couch and gets me to do my exercise it gets me off the couch and gets me to do my Soul. walk
0: You repeat it to yourself every day. I would consider that a mantra.
1: Mm, Almost, yeah. Well, no, it is. Yeah. 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 Use a mantra. So for
0: those of you who don't know, a mantra is a, a phrase. It could even just be a single word that you repeat to yourself on a regular basis. So it could be that, you know, you look in the mirror when you wake up and be like, you're beautiful. I love you. And regardless of whether or not you believe it, the mantra is set up in a way to help you achieve a certain state of mind or feeling. so you might not love yourself you might not think you're beautiful but the more you repeat that to yourself the the stronger those feelings will be until you do believe it in fact yeah yeah Now listen to the man he's right <laughs> but no honestly that is a great way to look at it i i never even considered that like just do it is, is It's so simple. It's so fucking simple, but it's so genius. Do you reckon because, this like, is the
1: conversation they had in the Nike boardroom?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Just do it. It's simple, bruv. We can sell it to millions. Like, what kind of fucking slogan do you want me to come up with? I don't know, man. Just do it. Fuck.
1: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I swear to God. That oh, is, Like, But that's what I mean. That's like kind of what I'm getting at though, right? I mean, there's a reason that is the slogan, it's a reason it's a mantra, because that is is the one thing you need to do is do it. Whatever you need to fucking accomplish, you know what you need to do, so stop bitching to yourself stop making yourself feel like a piece of shit, and just go down, put the fucking fork down, and fucking do something
0: It's funny you say that, because I feel that, like, some people might argue that they're not sure of what they need to do but... You need to understand that no one can answer these questions for you. Because like he said, you know what you need to do. These answers are inside you. If you feel that something is wrong in your life, I, I can't tell you what that thing is because you're the one with the feeling. So if you feel that there's something wrong, you need to be the one to make the change. Like, like he had said before, I felt that my thoughts, my feelings, and everything were being clouded by my overuse of smoking. No one else could tell me that, and even if they could, until I felt it in myself that I needed to make that change, it wasn't going to happen. Mm. What the fuck is going on here, the fork? Um, Talking about eating disorders, actually. So, here's something <laughs> funny enough. I bet you wouldn't even know that I actually have an eating disorder myself.
1: Me, me or your chat? eat <laughs> Pardon? Me or your chat, because I know.
0: Oh, oh, uh, the chat, yeah. So I actually suffer from an eating disorder myself, and it's something that I've been trying to work on a lot recently. Um, I got depressed maybe five, six years ago, and during my depression, I just had no motivation to cook or take care of myself in any way. And so I would just eat, like, maybe two to three bowls of cereal a day, and, and that was all I would eat. I might have, like, some fried food here and there, which was even worse. Delicious. But... (laughs) but i um it's not even something i i I really consider to be an eating disorder you know i didn't realize that under eating was such a big problem and that it contributed to my lack of energy and and feeling sluggish and weak and in general i i almost saw eating as something to be done to get out of the way you know like it was a waste of my time almost
1: <laughs> this pesky nutrients
0: Yo, <laughs> no, no honestly and it's like i had i have it in my mind that if humans did not have to eat i would not like it would just be a luxury of some kind yeah that i just don't have the time for <laughs> yeah
1: no i hear you it's man. scary
0: to think that it's way more common than most think yeah it, it's it, it is it's not wrong like it is a very common issue that people deal with and Again, I feel like it's not really... Like, eating disorders are talked about a lot, mm. but I want to say that they're not exactly... Rather that they're frowned upon, almost, you know? Mm. It's like, oh, just put the fork down. It's like, oh, just pick the fork up. It's like, if it were that easy, you think we wouldn't do that, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear... Yeah, exactly, man. No, it's It's like, I'm obviously, um, myself obviously i've got a history of eating disorders quite clearly mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it is a constant vicious cycle brother it really is don't get me wrong like it, it can be it can be anything that triggers your eating disorder for you with it being under feeding is quite interesting i think there's more of an interesting spin to that especially um Something I read as well is like something like I think sixty percent of and I know you're not American, but this is the statistic I read mm-hmm. was sixty percent of American um people are actually underhydrated as well. Right? Really? Yeah, like there's a lot of people don't realize how dehydrated they actually are, which like <laughs> blows my that mind. That
0: is insane, yeah. Like mm. I, I make sure to drink so much water every day just because I don't want to get dehydrated. Yeah.
1: Huh. Yeah man, honestly. That's the interesting. Hence this big blue monstrosity. <laughs> right, seriously, man. And then
0: here I am drinking coffee and I haven't had a single sip of water all day. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Tisk Tisk.
1: For shame, for shame. Get some water down you bro. Actually there's a study that came out recently in the Times. Um fifty um what was it? Coffee actually halves your metabolism. Like it, really? It may, yeah. If you start your day off with a cu- with a cup of coffee rather than a glass of water, it slows your metabolism by fifty percent.
0: I was completely unaware of that.
1: Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna uh, I'll stop having a morning coffee now, and I'm just gonna have um, like a pint of water, um, and then like I don't know like ten p.m. ten a.m. Even then, I'll have a coffee or something just to perk me up. But, yeah, um, if it's going to slow down my metabolism, first thing, especially like, because once you've just woken up, which um, for those of you who on a weed break at the moment, waking up is something you do after you've had sleep. And when you do... <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what is the sleep that you speak of? <laughs> so when you, when you wake up, right, you are currently at that point when you wake up, you're in the middle of a fast. Um, and that, that lasts until you you eat, obviously. So yeah. if you can boost the last, I don't know, like half hour of that fast with water to speed your metabolism up, do that shit. Do that. Because then you're yeah. gonna you're gonna burn extra fat cells. Or you're not gonna burn the cells obviously, but you know, you use more of your fat reserves. You know, especially yeah. if you're like trying to lose weight or just in general utilizing some of your fat is just hugely beneficial. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, that makes sense. And uh, funny enough, people don't seem to realize that like the first meal of the day is actually called breakfast. Yeah, right
1: exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, literally, like because English is not a difficult language, bro. It's very literal. It really
2: is. <laughs> it's very literal. <laughs>
1: literal. It's like <laughs> German. German is like some fucking like it's just the words Germans <laughs> use, right?
0: Like fucking. Yeah. Mm. I do both. It's bonkers. I can eat a bag of prawn cracker. <laughs> yeah taught enough wake up smash a pint of water is what I was told never do that myself, but no I should well if you know that you should why don't you bex why don't you ain't nobody gonna smash a pint for you
1: well they might I mean <laughs> she lives in Leeds so there's plenty of glassing going I, on yeah. so <laughs> like Jim Jeffries oh, has the best like, joke and he goes England's the only country in the world that has the word glass as a verb <laughs>
0: Oh my god! Yeah, that's kind of funny.
1: Yeah. Oh man.
0: So, I um, I don't know. I've realized recently that it's actually um, very hard to tell when people have eating disorders. You know, mm. I mean, sometimes it is quite obvious, but a lot of times it really isn't. Like, mm. I had someone in my life who, for months, months, I did not know, like almost a year, I did not know that they were bulimic. You know, they hit it very well. And they didn't look underweight or unhealthy or anything like that. Yeah. But but they suffered from this this self image problem.
1: Goddamn.
0: Yeah. And that kind of woke me up to the reality of it that like things aren't as aren't always as obvious as seeing them with your eyes, you know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the sausage. <Sussex. laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No. Sorry. No worries. No worries. Yeah. Um, no. Absolutely, man. I mean, like, uh, it's it's a very that is the s- strange thing with bulimia is you would not know that a lot of people have it, right? I mean, um mm-hmm. I think it's I, I saw it recently. It was like a fame. I think it was Tyson Fury. Oddly enough, had bulimia. Like he'd throw up after meals, and he said like he was like it, it's, it's fucking crazy. Um, just especially like people in the spotlight tend to find eating disorders are a huge part of their life because they're they're constantly told to keep up um an acceptable image shall we say
0: yeah Yeah, no i get Mm. that completely
1: yeah but um as you can see i mean as it said with your um what was it your family member was it
0: um it was an ex actually that's all right okay 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 yeah sorry
1: i didn't mean to thank you um
0: No, no, no! Just throw all all my personal information there. No worries.
1: (laughs) Fucking shut up, right? So, (laughs) yeah. So it's it's strange how something like that can take care, Bex. Bye, Bex. Thanks for coming in for two minutes. Um... (laughs) Why'd you fucking bother? Mm. (laughs) We're trying to build. We're trying to build here. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. Oh god. Yes. So. The fact that it, like, manifests itself in everyday, day-to-day people is fascinating to me. Because that speaks volumes on the pressures that we put on people to um, conform to a perceived normal image, right? Yes. And it's just terrifying that that manifests itself in such a way that people feel the need to self-harm to... um, Conform to normalistic body standards or just you know societal norms, and it's crazy because there is no there is no rule book that says how you should look. There is no um, you know guide on how a person should present themselves. Every person is unique, and to be honest, the people that stick out in my mind more are the ones who don't look like the perceived norm, the ones who wear the different clothes, the ones who have the different hair, the ones who just act a little different. They're the people that stick out in my mind.
0: I know exactly what you mean. It's funny you say that. I can't remember who said this, but they were basically saying that the media and society has us convinced that we should all be trying to fit into this single standard of beauty when every person is their own standard.
1: Exactly, man. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a crazy thing, right? I mean, one of the biggest fears I had, right, just to tie this into my own experiences. One of the biggest fears I had going live on stream for the first time was I had a negative self-image right I like I thought and felt I was the ugliest motherfucker on the planet I just didn't belong what the fuck am I doing putting my face out there for the world to see and the opposite happened where like I got compliments regularly about my beard or like you know like I like for some like I became popular with the gay community because I'm referred to as a bear and I didn't, <laughs> which is like crazy. Check your posture, good sir. Check your posture. Oh God, damn it! But yeah, so like I got, uh, um, and it's stuff like that that gave me a positive self-image, right? When people actually, mm-hmm. when people are actually coming in and complimenting me, saying, "Oh my God, your beard," blah 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 blah. And that's at the point where I realised it's all bullshit. <laughs> it
0: really is, yeah, it's and then another thing is like you might look at yourself a certain way, but that does not mean that others do, you know,
1: exactly, brother, exactly, I still have a negative self image, but I've got a fiance who like she knows what she wants in life, right, so if i <laughs> if I didn't <laughs> apparently that's you, yeah, exactly, man, right, so that's something I would advise to anyone who's struggling with their self images right. You know when you grow up and your parents always tell you or well, like they always told me anyway, don't worry, there's someone for everyone <laughs> it's like that's very very true. you find someone man, because yeah. there's no there's no rule book on how to be attractive there's no rule book on how to present yourself in life do you and you'll be amazed at what you find
0: I agree with that and um. Dan Harmon, the, the creator of Rick and Morty, yeah. he said that he suffered with depression quite a bit in his life. Mm-hmm. But something that someone said to him really stuck with him and has helped him a lot, and it said that your feelings are real, but they aren't reality. So as much as you may feel that you are a piece of shit, you're still a fucking human being. You're not an actual physical piece of shit, you know? Exactly, yeah. and, and that could be applied to almost anything.
1: Yeah, exactly right. Like, I feel... For, uh, it's a very, very poignant thought. It really is, because um, for example, you know, exact. I feel depressed a lot. Does that mean I'm depressed? No. I, myself as a human, I'm <laughs> I'm not depressed, but I have a mental condition that makes me perceive that I am. It's a very exactly. It, it's it's it, it's crazy. Like the the magnitude of that statement. Um, it's very interesting, and it. It's, uh, right yeah no I love it I love it it's the first time another I've heard thing
0: it. that I've uh, learned because of what you just said actually reminded me yeah. is that the way we use words and our language really strongly affects our thoughts and feelings so by saying I'm depressed it's like you're you're making yourself depression rather than saying I am a human that suffers from depression or suffers with depression or deals with these things you know like we we aren't our thoughts or our feelings. We observe them, we we experience them, but we are not them, they are of us.
1: Yeah man, that's why I always recommend people need to have a disconnection from their ego. Like the sooner you mm-hmm. disconnect from your ego, the sooner you can realize what you need to change about your life because you can look at yourself completely objectively and go, Right, this needs to change, this needs to change, this needs to change. Exactly. You need to take out the self, the self, how you feel about it is irrelevant. You need to take that mindset out of it. You, as a person, ultimately don't matter not in a horrible way but ultimately in the grand scheme of life you just don't matter so once you realize that you can start to build on your own thoughts and feelings and go such
0: a beautiful realization yeah exactly i think so anyway yeah it's very because to me it's like it's almost like um the incredibles where it's like with everyone super no one will be Mm -hmm. well it's like if nothing matters then everything does you know and what matters is what matters to you personally yeah and that's that's all
1: yeah that's that's the thing there's a lot of um nihilism can go two ways right it can go like where you realize ultimately that nothing matters and you like curl up in a ball and just wait to die or you can go hey fuck it nothing matters let's see what we can do whatever you want let's see what we can do here let's have some fun with this shit right and ultimately that's that's how you need to approach your life right i mean you know you can't, like, you can't take this body with you. You can't take this life with you. Fuck it, have fun, enjoy yourself. You ain't gonna be around for long, man. So just fucking <laughs> turn this rental car oh, in no, wrecked, I bro. With
0: that completely. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <clears throat> in conclusion, what would you say are the most important things for people to take away from this?
1: Don't listen to me or Brian. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I need no I need new guests like now.
1: I I am, <laughs> I am the best guest you could have asked for, bitch. No. Um if people want to take anything from this, it's you need to stand up and account for yourself as a human being and really take stock of your life and look back and think, right, what can I do to improve myself and do it completely objectively, right? Completely objectively. What's what's funny?
0: what you just said in chat
1: that's awesome i just wasted, I just
0: wasted an hour of my life now
1: <laughs> like oh. i have to kind of like move my camera because like i've got my camera right in front of my monitor because <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I've, I've set up so i'm like huh huh uh, oh, geez. no man but for real yeah um take account for yourself and just realize Your thoughts and feelings don't necessarily dictate who you are as a person Your actions dictate who you are as a person And if you make positive steps in life to push yourself and achieve everything that you want to achieve You will definitely get where you need to be a lot quicker than trying to manifest these thoughts and feelings as anything else, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, One last thing that I would add is that something that my dad taught me from the time I was young is that the mind is a creature of habit, Mm. and it forms habits unconsciously, like we were saying with um, earlier. But because it is a creature of habit, it takes maybe one to two weeks to form or break a habit. And as long as you can power through those two weeks to form a positive or healthy habit then you don't really need to keep putting that effort to focus on it because it's now a habit Mm. you'll just do it you know
1: yeah absolutely man I mean something that ties into this for me is my sobriety um Mm -hmm. when I, I when I first I didn't even intend to go sober at first I was literally just I just didn't drink for like a month I think and then I thought well fuck it you've made a month let's try and do another month and then I did another month and at that point right after about three months, the idea of drinking just didn't interest me whatsoever and like I, I get the occasional urge to like I want a beer, but as I, mm-hmm. as I sit before, as I sit before you now, as God as my witness, I literally have no interest in drinking anymore because it's just not who I am because I changed my entire mindset through you know positive reinforcing of that habit of I don't drink yeah. anymore.
0: That's awesome. Um, um yes, you may, salt. And that actually reminds me that like of something that I I felt the same way about. It's like I I started smoking at a time where like it served something for me. It served a purpose. But I continued to smoke even though it it outlasted its purpose. Mm. And so if it's not serving me, why would I continue to do this thing, you know?
1: Yeah, man, that's what happened with um drinking, drinking and doing drugs for me. That was kind of the realisation where I wasn't getting anything out of it anymore. I used it as... um I used it as a crutch, almost. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, Um, I I used it as a crutch because you've seen my sorority video. Um, That's Mm -hmm. that's what I discovered about myself was I was using it as a crutch for my own insecurities about my inability to socialize effectively. And the more I grew as a human, and the more I um, just started to become an adult, as it were, you know, I got my own house and stuff. And the more I realized, like, the more I had people around me not drinking. The more I realized I didn't need to drink to be a sociable person. And once that realization hit me, I was like, oh, right, okay, cool. Yeah, fuck it. Let's not drink.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I get that completely. I used to be the same with weed. Like, I would smoke in almost every social setting. And if anything, that made me more anti social than anything else.
1: Because you were the weed guy, right?
0: I mean, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, people had this notion of me, of who I was. And it was like they didn't see anything outside of that and it also was like just really just wasting my time you know i spent so mm. much time smoking that i actually missed out on social things you know
1: yeah exactly man i had that with um with alcohol right where i just i'd sooner get drunk in my room rather than go out and build something with someone you know even if it's just yeah exactly. even if it's just reinforcing a friendship I would soon, mm, I would soon I, isolate in my room than do that
0: I feel that yeah. okay one, one moment So something I learned in sales if you hang around successful and happy people then you will find yourself changing as well for the better I can relate to that statement on such a deep level see I agree with that 100,000 percent you need to surround yourself with the kind of people that you want to be like or that are going to lift you up and raise you and that's why I don't like I don't keep friendships just for the sake of friendships as, as rude as that might sound if someone is stagnant in their life if they're not pushing me to be better if I'm not pushing them to be better I I don't see why we need to have each other in, in our lives and that could be harsh that could be cruel it's not to say that I don't love these people it's not to say that I don't care for them and that I won't be there for them it's just that I'm not gonna waste my time just doing. Things to do, things with friends. If we're not progressing or growing together as as beings,
1: let's hmm. see. That's interesting because like one of my favorite things to do is just drop in on my friend and just check up on him But there's ultimately mm-hmm. all that does is just reinforce the friendship. There's no there's no goal there. There's no ultimatum. There's nothing. No ultimatum. There's no. Ul- but you're helping
0: them.
1: Motive. No. Um. Yeah. If you want to put it that way.
0: Like you're, you're, I mean, it's not to say that I don't check up on my friends, but sure sounds what I like, I mean is like <laughs> what I'm saying is, by you reaching out and checking up on your friends, they feel that someone cares about them, mm. that someone is taking the time out of their life to reach out to them specifically. Yeah, I would, I would argue that that is helpful, but what I mean is like, I don't want to hang out with like the same people all the time, just playing video games or just not doing anything productive, mm. because why like where are we going you
1: know yeah which I mean to put it in a context here I mean like our friendship is very much based on growing as content creators right like every time yeah. every time we talk we're, we're pretty much just like we either shoot the shit just to check up on each other or we're just like right I'm gonna be doing this what do you think of this blah 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 blah, blah. and you know that's that's fucking awesome that there is something to that that's like I like that shit um there's there's a purpose to it you know uh, it does exactly. you know everything needs to have a purpose in life for sure
0: exactly yeah and I, I think that when it comes to those kinds of relationships the purpose for me would be challenging each other I've, I've always loved when people challenge me to be better than I was and I love challenging people to be better than they are you know oh
1: you fucking do that with me
0: every fucking
1: day all the time yeah no I appreciate all it though time. man <laughs> I appreciate that man you you bust my balls it bust your balls it works um, I had Sorry, go on. No, I was saying, and that's what you need, right? Like, I always have respect for people who keep it a thousand with me, and just like, Mm -hmm. especially like, this is why I gravitated to you because I, I talked shit and you talked shit back. I can I, I can respect that what I can't respect is somebody like getting in their feelings or just being like eh whatever you know fuck it like I like someone who goes yeah fuck you too pal <laughs> then it's like at that point I mean, yeah. I'm like this guy's got something about him I'm gonna pay attention to him <laughs> right
0: oh man yeah no, I, I know what you mean mm. uh, real quick uh, I had two near death situations with drugs and after the second time my body was like no more drugs I actually lost all craving for it Wow, so your your body just straight up told you no. That's 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 something. That's that's actually had a near death situation myself, but it wasn't like it wasn't like I was doing too much. Like I just fucked up. I had a gravol early in the morning. I had a beer later in the evening, and I almost died. Apparently.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, you had a what?
0: A gravol. It's like an anti nausea drug.
1: Oh right, okay. Were you doing that for anti nausea or for recreation?
0: no for anti-nausea i I was like feeling sick in the morning when i woke up so i Hmm. took a gravel yeah and it helped right and then later on in the day so like this was in the morning like i want to say 9 10 Mm a.m and then around 6 or 7 p.m i went to a barbecue with a friend and i had like one can drink it was like six percent and i felt fine the whole day and then I came home, and I went to sleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night, like, dripping in sweat. I could hear the blood rushing through my ears. I, I had to cr- almost crawl to the washroom just to, like, fucking sit there with my towel and try to puke. And then I had to crawl back to my bedroom, and I couldn't even make it. Like, like, I can point to the washroom. It's literally... There's no wall in between my door and the bathroom door. And I had to lay down in the little hallway there just because I didn't have the energy to get back to bed. And it was insane.
1: You like and that.
0: after that... Like, the scariest part of that for me was, like, my mom waking up and seeing me, like, fucking dripping sweat, looking like I'm dying. And I made it back to bed, and maybe I shouldn't have gone back to sleep, but I did. And, yeah. What the fuck? I'm here, so, I mean, there's that. But I have not taken an anti-nausea pill since. In fact, I've just, I've always been against pills and pharmaceuticals in general, to be honest. I don't know why. It's not like my parents are. It's just something that I kind of developed myself.
1: I like what you take what you've taken out of that is oh no, it's definitely the anti nausea pill, which you were fine with the whole day until you drank the fucking beer and you went, right, okay, no more anti nausea pills. Well,
0: I mean like I don't drink anyways. That was just like because I was at a barbecue. That's a story. I never did anything hardcore. That's good. Oh, to okay, hear. okay. That's yeah, see, hear, I've so. never done like Hard drugs, I guess. Like maybe, yeah. I've, no, I have done cocaine once in my life, and that was like literally just an accident. Not okay. No, it's not like I didn't just accidentally. Like, whoa, where would that come from? No.
2: <laughs> Oops. I was at
0: a buddy's house, and we went to go play some video games, and I opened up the video game case, and I was like, like, whoa, what's this, buddy?
1: Do you want to try?
0: And he's like, oh. Huh? And I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. And I just hated it. It was a very dirty feeling, to be honest. Oh, man. I fucked up and smoked that synthetic stuff when it came out, and it put my body into shock. Oh, yeah, no, I, I would stay away from all synthetic things, to be honest. I, yeah, I only fuck with natural things that grow from this planet. And yeah, that, that's pretty much it.
1: Bro, that synthetic shit is fucking lethal. There's a kid um, who used to go to our school, um, and he got sent down to jail. And uh, there's video footage of him smoking um, like synthetic cannabis in jail, right? And almost seizing, mm-hmm. right? He's almost seizing smoking the shit, right? He's in, like, a fucking corner, and the pe- people are filming him, right? Obviously, this is how the video go out. People are filming him, and he's, like, eyes in the back of his head, fucking foaming at the mouth, trying to fucking, like, get up, because the people filming him are also, like, they're not helping. They're, they're telling him the um, the screws are coming any minute. Right? And he's, like, panicking. He's panicking. He's, like, near enough fucking dying. And they're just filming it and laughing. And I was like,
0: bruh. (laughs) That's,
2: like, a huge
0: problem with our society today. It's, like, we would rather just film people hurting than help them. Well, I think... I I find that to be such a shame.
1: That is is true, but let's consider the setting here. I mean, it was a fucking prison. I mean... I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean...
0: Do but, but then you're getting judgmental, right? Like you're expecting every person in that prison to be a bad person who's not going to be helpful. Maybe they're they're there wrongfully. No, I'm not saying that they're all good people. I'm just saying that, like, even outside of prison, you could go on World Star right now and find videos of people literally getting, like, concussions, getting injuries that that are going to need hospitalization right. for. And people are just recording, yelling World Star and laughing instead of actually caring about this other human being.
1: Which is which is fair enough, but um, just to. Like, the the prison thing and judging people if they're in prison. I completely agree. But this is a North Wales prison. We only incarcerate criminals. We're not like America where we, like, shoot black people and incarcerate them just for the fun of it. That, yeah. We, we literally, we incarcerate bad people in Britain. <laughs> okay, yeah.
0: We don't just... I guess, yeah, I do have this misconception <laughs> of, like... What prisons are like around the world, simply because I know that in in Canada and North America or North America in general, that like yeah, people are wrongfully imprisoned all the time, and there's all kinds mm. of people who I don't think should be imprisoned, to be honest.
1: No, a thousand percent, I completely agree. It's fucking like your private prison system is fucking disgusting, and
0: we're, no, we're I'm good. in Canada. He's in the UK.
1: Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the UK, and uh, in the UK we don't have private prisons yet, but it is going that way. And I, we're fighting it, we're fighting it because it's fucking, it's inherently wrong Because if you have prison for profit, then obviously you want to encourage people to break the law It's just the inherent nature of the system So,
0: yeah It's funny, that's um, that's something I had read about I don't know how true this article was, but I had heard about a story Is in this the, the, the hip-hop thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. exactly that. <laughs> they're like, Where they're basically the talking sense. about how like all these record executives got together in this meeting, and they're basically like the the people who own the prisons were basically saying that they want to take hip hop and rap music in a certain direction to promote to promote crime, so that they will have people committing more crime and more people to lock up, mm. therefore making more money and getting more free labor. Yeah,
1: it's fucking crazy, right? Because I don't. I don't believe conspiracy theories, but the evidence is there. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
0: it's right there. It's like, Around that time is when music started taking that turn, you yeah, know? It's
1: like, oh, suddenly every fucking rap song is Guns, Bitches, and Bling. And before that, it was fucking like A Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like,
0: like, oh, man. I, it's fucking... You live in a death penalty state oh man Roll i don't know a... about the death penalty like that that to me it's like unless unless you've done something absolutely horrendous i don't think you deserve to die but i guess like i just feel like i'm who am i to to like cast down judgment on another person's life you know well this is the
1: inherent if problem you fuck with
0: up it? here then you get in the injection Ugh.
1: Well, the injection's fucking disgusting um Nobody has the right to hold trial over another person's life. And we can't claim to be a civilized society if we're still, like, killing people, right? What is... But the issue that you have there is, um, what is a civilized way of punishing someone? There is no civilized way of punishing someone. So then you need to look about how do we stop people from committing offenses in the first place and then when you look at that that's like right okay well we're never going to go that route because we have private prisons (laughs) they're just like there's too too much money there's there's too much money making
0: sure people's needs are met would be a huge thing exactly um education but yeah and And rather rather rehabilitation than punishment you know yeah we need to understand why people are committing crimes, not that, like, the crime is happening, okay, lock them up, you're just putting a band-aid on the problem.
1: And in certain instances, the the, the law that has been broken is just bullshit, right? Like, for example, possession of marijuana, for example, I mean...
0: There are people who, who are still locked up in Canada for possession of marijuana, not even, like, mm. not even, like, distribution, okay? hmm And now it's legal, so why are they not free?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, because... You know? Because then you're gonna lose your license plate
0: makers, pal. <laughs> it's it's honestly so sad. Yeah, man. It's and to me, I agree with that. In that, like, I feel that some laws are just put in place for control rather than actual safety and like you know keeping keeping things civilized. Rather, mm. if I'm not infringing upon someone else or like hurting any other human being with what I've done, why do I deserve to get 25 years just for having a fucking plant in my room? You know exactly. <laughs> like,
1: because ultimately right the slave trade in america didn't fucking stop they just renamed it and rebuilt it and repurposed it so now it's like right okay we've got we've got all these uh, you know millions of black people in america now right so mm-hmm. we don't we don't like we'll abolish slavery but then we're gonna lose the slaves so what what should we do Let's make a bunch of bullshit laws and incarcerate them for every fucking thing we can And then just, you know And then just like I tell you what, we'll we'll make it so you can use your prison inmates You can pay your prison inmates, so long as you pay them even a cent Then you can use them for your own ends And you can use them to work Yep (laughs) <laughs> it's fun, So, bro.
0: <laughs> Poor Haven says I agree with the possession charges, but with the death penalty then the problem becomes there is no punishment strong enough to deter certain crimes I would argue that even with a death penalty in place, people still commit crimes that could lead them to a death penalty so obviously it is not a big enough deterrent why even bother with it?
1: Yeah, it's clearly not, because it's not like,
0: yeah, exactly, the
1: crimes haven't stopped, people still kill And
0: I would yeah, and I would also argue that Most crime happens because a lack of need is being met, right? I'm not going to say that every single person who's committed a crime has, like, just been trying to survive. You know, there are people who are sick who need help. And I would argue that they need rehabilitation rather than punishment and imprisonment. Mm. But I would say that, like... If people's needs are fully met, if they, they have the shelter, the, the mobility, the the food, everything that they need to survive and be comfortable in their lives, why would they feel the need to go out and commit crimes such as murder or, or, or robbery or anything like that, you know? Again, like I said, they're sick people, but they need rehabilitation, not punishment.
1: Exactly, man. Crime is created by desperation for the most part. There are some people who are exactly. uh, just... Greedy, You know, you will get people who, like, I don't know, middle-class people robbing a bank, for example, might just do it for the fuck of it. They might just do it because they want more money than they already have. But for the most part, I I would argue a lot of the people incarcerated in American prison systems have just stolen something because they need money. They have robbed someone because they need money, you know, completed home invasions, Mm -hmm. whatever. And a lot of the uh, homicides, for example, would be... Someone like shooting someone just because somebody happened to be there in the way and they were fearful that they would get caught so you shoot them yeah. yeah because you're like right okay if it comes down to it, it's my life or yours
0: I'm sorry but everyone's exactly. gonna pick their own life every time <laughs> exactly it's it's literally our base instinct of yeah. self-preservation and core says because some people are just evil I argue that and I will that is my hill to die on because I honestly believe that no human is born evil. And that we are born with, like, compassion and love in our hearts. All we want is our moms. You know, we don't want to hate each other. We don't want to fucking fight or attack. We're not Saiyans. And it's like, to say that people are just evil, well, then you're completely ignoring what caused them to become evil, what got them to that point that you would consider them evil. Yeah. And then are evil people just not worthy of life? Is that is that how you look at it? Mm. Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, no one is born evil. There there are circumstances in people's lives that lead them down a certain path and which you would consider evil, you know? But that doesn't mean that they're any less worthy of living or, or getting the same kind of treatment or rehabilitation than anyone else in the world. Yeah, man, for real. Like, it's, it's such... Uh, uh,
1: you could probably pinpoint... You can pinpoint a lot about people just by looking back at certain actions in their childhood. Mm -hmm. If something happens in their childhood that is specifically traumatic, nine times out of ten, that shapes them as a person for the rest of their days. Yeah,
0: I was actually learning that the first five years of a child's life are the most formative in their personality and everything, and it will directly affect how they are as adults. Yeah, exactly,
1: man. Yeah, I mean, like I, I dabbled in psychology in school. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much the um, the basis of it is your entire um, personality is essentially built in those first five years. And then, like, yeah. you know, it's like one of those things where it's like 95% of your personality. And then obviously, like, your, your speech inflections and um, your generalized thoughts. But at your very core is established at that point.
0: Yeah, and uh, I actually came across this video on YouTube, which was quite disturbing. It was about child psychopaths, basically mm. children who were denied love, denied care, denied any kind of, like, denied the necessary things for, for a child's development, basically, emotionally and mentally. Mm. And to hear them talk is actually unsettling because they because they were denied love, mm. they do not understand love, and they cannot give love they they just don't grasp it and they don't have any empathy inside of them and it's not their fault it's because of what happened during those first five years of their lives so you could consider them evil because they're lacking empathy because they're lacking love and they care only for themselves mm. but then do they deserve punishment if they go and do something when it's not even their fault that they are the way they are you know
1: yeah man no, like um I remember, I read recently about this guy who did these experiments on fucking, on um, monkeys, on, um, I think it was, what's the monkey that begins to see, like cap- Capuchin, 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 like Capuchin's okay. and he was the fucking, he, he was driven because he wanted to, help people at first right so he did these Mm -hmm. fucking experiments on monkeys which are still fucking disgusting experiments like um, monkey psychology and shit like that Um, yeah the effects of um withdrawal on um withdrawal of love and affection at a young age in a young monkey right they invented um these two they had like these two surrogate mothers. They invented. They, they took the monkey from its from its mother at birth, okay. and then made two surrogate mothers. So you had one which was it had light and warmth, and it was like cuddly and soft, and one that was yeah. sharp and horrible the and cold. yeah, exactly right. The monkey right. would always go to the warm one, even when the monkey had no food given to it other than from this, like, this sharp, cold, like, evil mother. What what, wow. what would happen was it would run to the mother, grab the food, and then run away from it, and then either hide in a corner or go back to the warm mother every single time without fail. Wow. But this is where things get fucked. This Don, he... Like hit, he hit a bout of depression. Right, his wife left him, and he went into a deep bout of depression. So he started doing experiments on monkeys with depression. Right. So how do you indu- induce depression in an animal? In theory, you can't. Right. So he intentionally induced depression in monkeys by putting them in this thing called the pit. What the pit was was a um, a confined area, like in a hole in the ground, and it was literally mm-hmm. all the monkey could do was stand still. In this pit. That's all it could do. And he'd keep them there. I think the longer, like he said, like the documentation of it was like, without fail every monkey got depression. Without fail. In
0: I mean, yeah. What kind of existence is that? Jesus.
1: Yeah, like he would keep them sustained with nourishment or, or whatever, but every monkey eventually would withdraw and give up on life and he, that, like he kind of proved at that point that you could have depression in animals when it wasn't um, known before that animals could suffer with depression, right? It wasn't really an understood subject until he just decided, like, because he, he did it for his own benefit, right? He wanted to understand if depression was a, specifically a human thing or not. But, like, mm-hmm. after the first experiment at that point, he was just torturing monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's just put these monkeys in. The longest he kept one in there was, like, two years. And, oh, my God. Yeah, two years just stood up. Like, and just, like, force-feeding it because it gave up eating, because it wanted to die. And it's...
0: That's sickening.
1: It's fucking disgusting. It's horrific, man. And, yeah, I I kind of lost where I was going with it. Other than, like... Oh, it's the, um... Yeah, no, it started off as, like, the mother thing. (laughs)
2: Like, about the mothers. But then, like, I I remember this thing. It's all
0: about... The fo- those formative years. Yeah, exactly. So, core said, Well, I believe that continually trying to find out why some do evil things is a good thing. I also believe that trying to find a source for every action slowly makes people forget that humans are capable of evil acts for no justification. I believe what separates us from animals is our ability to override instinct and learned actions.
2: Hmm.
1: It's interesting.
0: I... I'm not going to argue that, that human beings are capable of doing evil things without any justification. Like, there are people that could, you know, walk into a store right now and just start shooting for whatever reason. But, and I'm not saying that whatever reason they have is justified, but you do need to understand what got the person to that point. And if you don't, then you'll never understand the problem and you'll just say, oh, well, people just do evil things for no reason. And I I can't believe that because we're not born evil. You agree with me on that. We're not born evil. We are not evil creatures. We don't just do evil things for no reason. There's always a reason behind someone's actions. Whether or not it's justifiable is completely up for debate, but I, I would argue that there is always a reason and you need to understand the reasoning and what is causing people to do evil things before... But we can become evil for no reason. I I, I I disagree with that. I disagree with that wholeheartedly.
1: No, there's always a cause.
0: There's always a cause, no matter what. No one just... It's not like, I'm just... just gonna wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what, I wanna go kill people, because I it'll make me feel good. No. If it does make me feel good, that means that there's something wrong with my brain, because as we know, human beings normally don't get pleasure from killing other humans. Mm. And if they do... There's something wrong. Well, what is wrong? For example, um, Ted Bundy, right? He just like he
1: he started. Ca- what up, rap kid? He's, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <it's all right. laughs> Ted Bundy. Hey, Ken! <laughs>
2: oh,
1: anyway, yeah. So. Um, Ted Bundy, like, he started killing um, raping women because of his own insecurities with, uh, like, being unable to... Wasn't it like he got divorced really early in his life or, like, he he was hung up on a girl? Like... Mm. Yeah, he was hung up on a girl. Like, some girl rejected him very early on in his life and it scarred him for the rest of his life or something like that. So he killed people that looked the same as this girl or around about the same Uh. age. I could be paraphrasing, like, fuck, but I'm fairly sure it's something to do with that. Like there's always a deeper cause. Yeah, no, a deep I, I cause. There's always a
0: deeper. Yeah, there cause. is always a cause. Like nothing in this world happens for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. There's always reasoning. Yeah, exactly, man. Every
1: every cause has an action. It's like the butterfly effect, right? Exactly. Mm.
0: Such a good movie.
1: <laughs> I still haven't seen it. What? Yeah. Well, I was... get your shit together and go watch it. Get my shit together and go watch Ashton Kutcher. All right, bro okay why'd you have to put it like that (laughs) because when i put it like that it completely negates your argument
0: (laughs) god damn it it's honestly probably his best movie ever
1: why have you seen them all
0: (laughs) no actually i haven't so how do you know now that you say that um Because it's worth watching. I don't know. When animals (laughs) kill for sport, they are considered apex predators. Any relation to human behavior? Okay, first of all, animals do not kill for sport. The only animal that kills for sport are felines and humans. Um, And dolphins. Every other animal. Wait, oh yeah, and dolphins. And whales, I think? Whales are just dicks. Yeah,
1: dolphins literally. From what I've heard.
0: Yeah, so dolphins, felines, Humans and whales—they are the four species on the planet that we know of that kill for sport. But other than everything that, everything else kills for survival. <laughs> what
1: of the Romans done for us,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? So, like, um, for instance, alligators—they don't—they don't kill just to kill; they kill to eat. You know, everything—everything everything does something for a reason. Um, dolphins are actually pretty pretty aggressive animals, not gonna lie. Felines are animals, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like cats, cats kill for fun. Just because, like they, they like the, the sport of the hunt. Dolphins are mammals, yes. So, so. <laughs> Dolphins are the dicks of the sea. Yep. And yep. if you're if you're not if you're not careful, you'll get the dick of the sea too. They are well known for raping humans. I was
1: gonna say, yeah, dolphins are like fucking dumb rapey man. <laughs>
0: yeah, they're they're actually kind of terrifying. Yeah, that's like fun. They are still animals. So are we. Yes, but what, like, I'm I'm sorry, I I think I might have missed your point. Could you, like, rephrase it or reiterate it in some way? Bro.
1: But yeah, no. Dolphins. Dolphins. Widely, widely thought to be the cutest motherfuckers on the planet. Actually horrifying rape-murder animals. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah like they're terrified <laughs> and they're really intelligent too so good luck getting away from them yeah so this is and they know they're doing it <laughs> so you don't think there is any biological factor um in what murder or evilness in murder of like each other okay well here's the thing dolphins don't kill other dolphins for sport you know don't mind you. they kill other animals but like and we kill other animals for sport we hunt don't we but to, like, murder your own kind... No, I, I, I'm not sure that they do that. And with the exception of humans, none of them would be considered apex predators. That's another thing. Um, except maybe, like, a tiger? Killer whale? I think that's, like, what... Yeah, killer whales. Uh, yeah, killer whales could be considered apex predators. Um, but even... No, wait, do they have anything that, that they're worried about? Killer whales? No, no, I know. I'm saying, like, do wha- killer whales have anything above them?
1: No, apart from humans.
0: Okay, so they're the top of the food chain, except for us. We put ourselves at the top of every food chain because we have tools and technology and things like that. We are We are, Besides the, humans, we
1: are yeah, no. a global super predator. Yep. yep.
0: Kind of disgusting.
1: Well, I don't know. <laughs> you can't be disgusted with the nature of humans, man. It, it, it is what it is, right? Oh,
0: shit. When you put it like that, you're so right. That's just like, it is what it is, isn't it? You know? It's like... And even lions kill cubs. Okay, no. Male lions will kill cubs of other male lions because they want to, like further along their own genetic, um, their, their own genetic line, lineage. Yeah. It's not just because they want to kill them for fun. Yeah, they don't, they're not inherently evil. But they, killer whales, don't really kill for sport. I mean, I've seen, like, documentaries of, like, of, a group of killer whales stopping a seal from going up for air and then watching it drown and then just swimming away and not even eating it.
1: Whales are dicks, bro.
0: Yeah. From what I've seen, whales are just dicks. Mm.
1: <laughs> glad we've we uh, come to that conclusion. Oh,
0: man <laughs> Yes, this was actually the whole point of the podcast. Whales are yeah. just assholes.
1: Yeah. Are you going to be the <laughs> male
0: lions kill their own cubs too? Okay, but I wouldn't. I would still argue that that's not for sport. It's not like they're getting. Okay, first of all, you got to consider what is sport. Um. The the hunt, the chase, like, where is the sport in killing a a cub that literally is defenseless against you? There's reasoning for it besides sport. And that's to put all females in heat. See? If there's no cubs around, the females are going to want to make cubs, they're going to go into heat, and then they're... That lion is going to reproduce with those females and make its own lineage longer and stronger. I know
1: it's not inherently evil because it's the nature of the lion, but still, that's kind of fucked up killing kids so you can get some pussy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that is really fucked up. Like,
0: I'm not saying it's not fucked up, but it's not for sport. It's like (laughs) fucking
1: uh, chimps do it, don't they? Like, when they're in the jungle, chimps will fucking, like, kill baby chimps. They'll literally tear them apart limb from limb just, just, just for a fuck.
0: It also reduces challengers for leadership. Yep, that's another thing.
1: Honestly, same.
0: So, like, it, it, holds, <laughs> it holds reasoning and meaning... It holds meaning besides that of they just want to kill for the sake of killing, you know? And I, I honestly, other than the species that we've named, I don't think there's any... Others that want to kill for the sake of killing, I don't think humans want to kill for the sake of killing. And I think if a human does want to kill for the sake of killing, that there is something neurologically wrong with them. Because as we know, the the majority of humans do not enjoy killing each other. Or else, we would not be where we are today. We would all just be fucking killing each other all the time just for fun, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, but we kind of did for a bit, right?
0: I mean, yeah, back in, like, barbarism. But it always served a purpose other than just sport or enjoyment, you know? Yeah, I think, like,
1: as we've um, become modern, you know, um, I think the idea of killing people for the fuck of it or killing things for the fuck of it has come through a bit more. Like, killing things... And I'm talking, like, in the last 500 years or some shit. I'm not talking,
2: like,
1: mm-hmm. um, ancient times and shit. But that definitely seems like... Um, We're victims of our own decadence, in a way, right?
0: 100%.
1: 100%. You know, it's like, right, we've done everything. Should we just fucking, like, I don't know. I wonder what duck vaginas taste like. Let's just make duck lips a delicacy. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Humans are fucked up, man.
0: Humans are fucked up. (laughs) You're not wrong. Like, we are
1: literally, we're just... I think we're just bored at this point as a species. (laughs) We've done everything.
0: It's funny you say that, like... I was talking to someone about, like, so I brought up this this uh, position that, like, why, why do we grind? Why, why do we play video games all day? Why do we grind out our jobs? Why do we do these things? And it's like, because we have this deep psychological and, 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 and spiritual emptiness inside of us, and if we weren't grinding things, we would absolutely feel nothing at all. And so it's gotten to a point where... Where we're just doing things to do things, to, to to feel something, and like you said, it's like decadence, right? It's like, we've done so much, we're so bored with existence, why not just see what else we can do or make of it? Exactly, man, that is like... Ever hear of Rocky Mountain Oysters? I <laughs> have. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, god, yes, hold on, <laughs> you explain to me what those are, gross. <laughs> it's a fucking delicacy, bro. <laughs> I would not be surprised if there's a recipe for that, oh Jesus but yeah, no, like,
2: apparently
1: I mean, honestly, like I- I'm struggling to see the point of the human race at this point, not in like some fucking nihilistic thing, allow me to reiterate this so, the next big thing for humanity as a species is go to space right, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's widely accepted, that, that is what we need now as the next step in our evolution alright, cool what do we do after that? We just go to that. And right? Go to a planet. Do we just
0: continue on the way we are? Yeah,
1: we'll go to that planet, and then what are we are going to do? Eat everything there, and then we're going to go to another planet and do the fucking same.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, it's funny you say that. I was reading a book called um, The Celestine Prophecy, mm. and it was talking about nine insights that humans will come to over the course of generations... Basically, like, it's about this dude's trip to Peru, finding this manuscript. Apparently, it's, like, true story. I'm, I, I don't Sounds like a real page turner. <laughs> no, 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 it's <laughs> honestly really good. And it talks about how to understand wh- where we are today, Yeah, we need to understand history. And to understand history, we have to put ourselves back into the, the shoes of people who lived, like, a thousand years ago. So, a thousand years ago, as we know, the Crusades happened. And Christianity basically That's dominated food. the world. So, that being said... As far as everyone knew, whatever happened on this planet was the will of God or the malice of the devil. Mm. But then you saw churchmen, clergymen. First of all, Churchmen common man. people like you and me. <laughs> common people like you and me weren't weren't able to read the sacred text, yeah. nor did we understand the language. So yeah. we just had to go based off of what people were telling us, right? Mm-hmm. And then you find out that these people are are lying, or that they're they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing. They're getting bribes from the go- or like they're bribing the government so that they can do whatever they want or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that um that threw like the whole world into question because if they're lying about like things like money and whatever else what else could they possibly be lying about mm-hmm. and that is like around the time we sent out our scientists and our explorers to to discover the world that we live on who we are why we're here and all those things and that we're still coming back with the answers and like this is around the time in which we will start getting those answers and then progress to our next step in evolution but that will only happen if we don't blow ourselves up first
1: yeah, I mean, ultimately, even if we do blow ourselves up, it's not going to fucking matter, is it? Who gives a shit?
0: No, I mean, the planet <laughs> will go on just fine.
1: Yeah, like, honestly, like, I, I could care less if it all ended tomorrow.
0: <laughs> like, I think that's a beautiful way to live, to be honest.
1: Like, yeah, fuck it. You know, what happens, happens. <laughs>
0: exactly. Just enjoy, enjoy every moment as it comes. Exactly, you
1: know? man. If, like, it happens tomorrow, I've got no regrets. Yeah. Like, I, 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 that's one thing I can say to myself with confidence. I have never. I don't look back and think, I should have done this differently. I should have done that differently. I just, like, mm-hmm. I'm happy with every choice I've made in life.
0: That's good. Mm. That's fucking great, even. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I feel like holding on to regret is kind of silly because it's not like you'll ever be able to change anything that's happened. No, man. And accepting it is just so much easier than holding on to that pain or that regret and just like letting it eat away at you you know
1: yeah totally man yeah I mean why don't cry over spilled milk is the analogy right it's like
0: yeah and, and learn to let go yeah learn to let yeah. go that's one of the hardest things I think
1: yeah yeah definitely man I mean for sure there's like there is literally just anyone who does have you know past regrets or what have you anyone um, listening now don't because it, it, you know right <laughs> no just don't just don't god what are you fucking idiot <laughs> Why are we spell it?
0: oh my god ross you have just oh, solved my life's problems uh, exactly
1: no right i mean because like i'm sure there are people who have regrets in life and i can understand it because i used to be one of those people who regret every mm-hmm. decision they made but you need to realize there is no change in the past. And you need to look at where you are now and where you're going. And how those decisions in the past have shaped who you are today. And look at it and be happy for what you are. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I
1: was going to go on more, but like, I just kind of ran out of steam. <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> I mean, honestly, no. like that, that's, a, that's a perfect analogy. All
0: right. So, you know what? Let's wrap this up. Ross, I want to thank you for coming on today. This was actually super productive, and we covered a lot more topics than I expected. See, this is what I meant. I didn't need to set up fucking questions, like, oh, it's going to be a shit show. We just flow, bro. We just flow. Yeah, man, we we do
1: do work so well together, and I wasn't too concerned about, like um missing the liverpool game because like i've had it on anyway and uh they, they are i can get, tell they are, <laughs> they are getting fucking dicked so you know that's that's what i get that's what i get for laughing at my oh, united Man united but on a serious note thank you uh so much for having me on man it's uh, it's interesting being on the other side of these things um i bet yeah it's, it's different it's refreshing let me tell you because like i was like right i don't have to worry i can just shoot some shit i can be a dick for two hours <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty much yeah uh, it was, all right so it's good fun i'd like you to give you uh, give a conclusion anything you want to say really doesn't have to be based on anything and then also plug all your socials and all those things you know
1: all oh, right okay so in conclusion life is a big scary mess and the sooner you accept that the sooner you're gonna realize that you can have an absolute blast living it to reiterate the point familiar you do not get to live forever so live for the moment do what feels good now keep one eye on the future never keep the other one on the past and just enjoy yourself man it's the best way you're gonna get out of this thing with even a modicum of happiness and as far as for my socials it's just Ross Rickson everywhere
0: all right i think that is a beautiful closing statement and thank you so much ross for being my guest
1: hey no problem thanks so much for having me on man got a lot of love for you bro
0: likewise well everyone that is our show for today and i want to thank you all for coming by i want to thank you for your input and I, i really appreciate everything that we talked about and i'm sorry if i couldn't get to every message but i will be back on Thursday, and if there are things that you know I missed or topics you want to talk about, we can catch up and talk about those things. So, thank you again, everyone. Oh, uh, I hope you all have a great day. It's up to me. I'll see you I'm again better. soon. <laughs> Until next time, <laughs> stay high and stay noble. Take care.